Welcome to your behind the scenes BFF podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm a teacher turned entrepreneur, mom of two, and I help women build businesses as virtual assistants so they can create a life they love and a schedule to match. In this podcast, you will learn tangible tips on how to start and grow a successful business as a VA and one that's in alignment with your goals and priorities. So grab your coffee and let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are listening to this episode when it is released, it is officially launch day of the podcast, and I'm so pumped to be kicking it off with some more foundational type episodes to get us going, but also ones that are super educational and value packed. So to kick us off in this episode, I'm going to be answering two questions I get fairly often, but especially when I was first starting my business, and they are number one, what is a virtual assistant? And number two, what does a virtual assistant do? Now, the virtual assistant space has been around for years and years, and it isn't a new concept at all. And I do feel like more recently, maybe in the last couple of years, the space has definitely grown, I think, as like online business has grown in general. However, I think there is still a lot of curiosity around being a VA and what a VA does. I know that when I first launched my business, people were always asking me what exactly it was that I was doing and what it looked like and how it was a legitimate business. Um, So we're going to talk about that today, and I'm really excited. So First and foremost, what is a VA? A VA in this context stands for virtual assistant. And the best way to describe it, especially to someone who isn't familiar with online business, I think is just someone who does the behind the scenes or back end tasks of another business or for brand owners. Um, It might be most oftentimes admin type tasks as well, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Just like in the corporate world, people have executive or personal assistants. I actually have a couple of students in my course who previously in the corporate industry um, were executive assistants or personal assistants, which I think is really awesome that they're kind of transitioning into running their own business as a VA. Um, But anyway, like I said, in the corporate world, people have those people who assist with tasks that either the business owner or the CEO or whomever doesn't actually need to be doing and can delegate to someone else to take care of. The virtual part of virtual assistant just means that you're doing it remotely or from home. Now, most VAs are freelancers, so you're not employees of a business or a company, but instead contractors. This means that you are self-employed and likely aren't being paid a salary, but you can set your own rates and price your services and do your own marketing, which is really awesome. Um, There are also agencies, which is what my company is with your behind the scenes BFF that will hire virtual assistants to help with client work. Um, and work more collaboratively with clients and other people within the team to support those businesses and clients. Um, And then there's also people who hire their VAs as full-time employees and give them like a W-2. So not every virtual assistant is a freelancer or a solopreneur, but I would say that the majority are, at least when they're starting out. Um, For the sake of this podcast episode, I'm going to refer to a virtual assistant who is a freelancer and works as a contractor for their clients just to keep things 
simple. Um, and that is how I started my business. I started as a freelancer, so I can speak to that. Um, so what does a VA do? This is a very simple question, but also kind of complicated and just kind of loaded, I guess, um, because virtual assistants can do a million different things. Like I said, most of the time you're probably doing general admin type tasks. So things like calendar and systems management, emails, customer support, invoicing, that kind of stuff. However, if you have or want to obtain specific experience, you could also offer specialized services like social media management, content creation, Pinterest and blog management, podcast management, um, graphic design, and so much more. There are so many things that you can do. And just because you start out as a, let's say, general admin VA doesn't mean that you couldn't obtain more experience or get specific in your services down the road. And then maybe you become a social media manager or um, a copywriter. I've definitely seen that happen a lot, which is really awesome. Um, Like I said, there's so many things you can do. And really, it's going to depend on the industry or the niche that you're working in and the client that you're working with, because each client has different needs and tasks that they want to delegate. And every virtual assistant offers different types of services. So it doesn't look the same across the board. But I thought that it might be helpful if I shared what I've done for some different clients that I have either had in the past or currently am working with. So you can get an idea of these specific tasks. Client number one is a course creator and a productivity coach. And my tasks with her when I was working as her VA, because I'm now working as her OBM. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit, but, um, when I first started with her, my tasks looked like customer support emails, HoneyBook management. I helped with the membership and community management, um, side of things, because she has an online membership. Um, And so that looked like accepting new members, removing members who had canceled, reviewing payments, answering questions, um, that kind of stuff. And then also turning podcast scripts into blog posts, reformatting old blog posts, scheduling any social media posts, and then any admin related one-off tasks. Now, like I said, I am now this client's OBM and I do a lot more than those tasks currently, um, such as some email marketing stuff. Um, I want, I basically run one of her social media accounts, um, as far as content goes, as well as, um, like managing the inbox and some strategy stuff, kind of behind the, the scenes with that account. And it's always in collaboration with her. So I'm never like going rogue and just doing whatever I want over there. Um, but I think that when you become in a position like I am with this client specifically, there's a lot of trust there where I can kind of, um, see what the page needs or see what the business needs and figure out some strategy in terms of social media marketing and take initiative on that. But I also, like I said, don't go completely rogue. Um, and a lot of it is in collaboration with her. So anyway, it looks a lot different now than when I first started that list that I explained was when I first started and I was more in a VA type role with her. Um, Okay, client number two is a consultant and a coach. 
with her, we have been working on customer service emails, outreach marketing for speaking engagements, managing her text community, um, email marketing, webinar support. We helped set up her Kajabi and management of that when she launched her first course. Um, HoneyBook management, which includes like managing contracts and invoices specifically for the speaking engagements and then calendar management. And again, any admin related kind of one-off tasks. I do now help this client with some content creation as well for her social media, but yeah, there's a lot of variety there as well. All right. Client number four is a health and wellness coach. And with her, we worked on turning Instagram posts into blog posts, um, some community and membership management, affiliate management, outreach marketing to podcasts, and again, any admin related one-off tasks. And then client number six that I'm going to chat with you about is a photographer and course creator. And with her, we helped with content creation for Instagram, copy for email marketing, managing company operations, helping with webinars and masterclasses, and then assisting in events and retreat planning. So hopefully that gives you kind of a good idea of the variety that you can get. Um, this is just a handful of clients that we've worked with and it's just really cool. I, this is one thing that I really love about being a VA and being an OBM and being just in this industry in general is the variety. Um, I am very passionate about supporting clients that I'm inspired by and that I align with in terms of their values and their business and that kind of stuff. I don't particularly say, you know, we only work with coaches or we only work with creators or whatever. We just work with people that we really genuinely want to work with and really genuinely are inspired and aligned with. And that's what we want with the agency is to support people who love what they do and are making an impact on other people's lives and on the world. And, um, it doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter, you know, where their business is at. Some of these people have been in business for years and years. Some of them, you know, maybe have only been in business a year and they're just now getting to the point where they need to hire out and delegate. And that's really awesome. And I really love, um, where we're at in terms of supporting our clients. I think it's also important to note that I didn't know how to do all of these tasks that I talked about when I first started my business. I knew how to do some because of my years in online business in general. I've been in online business since 2017. Um, but a lot of these tasks, the client actually taught me how to do them. And I think that that should be, and you know, if, I think it is, and if not, it should be the norm. And here's why. Because even if you have two clients that you are doing the exact same task for them, let's say, for example, answering customer support emails or managing their HoneyBook, these two clients are going to have very different ways that they want you to, to, to complete the task. The overall expectation is that the client should show you how to do each task they want to, um, or they want to have you complete, rather, through 
an SOP, which is a standard operating procedure. And I think I'm going to do a podcast episode on how to create an SOP just in case, you know, maybe you're a business owner and you want to know how to hire a VA effectively and how to create those SOPs. Um, or maybe you are a VA and you want to help some of your clients create those SOPs. I'll do a whole podcast episode on that. Um, so they can show you through an SOP or just getting on a Zoom call with you and walking you through the tasks. I've had both. I've had clients that have an entire SOP library all ready to go and I can just go through and learn everything they want me to do and execute it how they would like. And then I have had clients where we've created those together um, and it's been more of a collaborative effort. So I think that that's key, you know. Um, Now, if you have already had experience with a certain system or service that's going to just benefit you in the long run as you're just more familiar with it. But don't stress if you've never done something before. Your client is going to show you what they expect and need from you. You know, part of being a VA is implementation. You are completing and checking off the to-do list that's never ending for the business owner. And so they're going to show you how to do it. And if they don't already, like I said, have a process to teach you their SOPs, you can come up with a process together. Being a virtual assistant should be collaborative and it should have, you know, you should have a collaborative relationship with the client because I think it helps you do your job well. Um, And I really think that those more collaborative, I can't think of a different word right now, um, collaborative relationships are just going to benefit you and the client, you know, in the long run. All that being said, I think that most, if not all, small business owners can benefit from having a virtual assistant, no matter the industry. When to hire the virtual assistant is a different story. Most often, business owners who are just getting their business up and going probably don't need the support of a VA or really have the budget for one just yet. But as a as their business grows and they find that they're working you know, more on like the back end stuff of like keeping their business running instead of doing the parts of their business that they love and that's in their zone of genius, which is likely working with clients, customers, creating, that kind of stuff, that's when it might be time for them to consider hiring a VA. Even if it's just a couple hours a month to manage customer emails and invoicing um, or messages or social media content or whatever it might be. I've worked with clients who need help in just a couple of areas. And I've worked with clients who really need someone to dive in and run like the whole back end operation. So it really just depends. This too could look like a client who just needs the support for a few months to catch up or when they're in a busy season. I know an example would be photographers as an industry that a certain time of year is busier than others. Or maybe the client needs someone to come in and actually grow with the business and the company. I think that one of the really cool things about being a VA is that you get to meet your ideal client with where they're at and support them in the areas that they need support in. But as I mentioned before, not every VA is the same. Some virtual assistants offer specific services or work within specific niches or industries. Um, Typically, they wouldn't be calling themselves virtual assistants. It would be more of a like a more specific title, like social media manager or um, podcast manager, you know, Those are typically positions of support, but in a specific niche or area. However, like I mentioned, I have and do know people who have started out as a VA and working in that general, more general space, and then have transitioned their services to being a podcast manager or to being a social media manager. 
Um, when I first started my business, I actually started out as a social media manager. I have a lot of experience building businesses on social media, um, Instagram in particular. And I thought that social media management was the primary service that I wanted to offer. However, when I actually started working with clients and found myself preferring the more admin role and that was really cool. Um, I actually started to enjoy the more broad scope of tasks that I see, you know, more general administrative VAs and OBMs see. But as I mentioned before, not every VA is the same. Some virtual assistants offer specific services or work within specific niches or industries. Typically, if someone is specializing in something, they won't call themselves a virtual assistant. It will be something like social media manager or podcast manager or um, Pinterest manager, whatever, you know, what have you. Um, When someone is saying a virtual assistant, it doesn't necessarily mean that those people don't specialize in certain areas, but it does, it is more of like a general and a broad term. All right. So when I first started my business, I actually started out wanting to offer social media management services and calling myself a social media manager. I have a lot of experience building businesses on social media and Instagram in particular. And I thought that social media management was the primary service I wanted to offer. However, when I actually started working with clients, I found myself preferring the more broad administrative role that I was taking with some of them. And I actually really enjoyed like that scope of tasks that you might generally see with a, you know, admin VA or an OBM, which is an online business manager. I also had a course student who started out as more of a general administrative VA who found herself doing some graphic design tasks for clients. Her college degree is actually in graphic design, but she had been out of the industry for like eight plus years and didn't really think it was something she'd enjoy going back into. Anyway, she started creating graphics for an influencer for Like to Know It, as well as blog posts and social media, and figured out that that was the primary service that she wanted to offer because she loved it so much. Needless to say, I think it's important to keep your mind open when it comes to what services you want to offer if you're considering becoming a VA because you never know what you might love. So that is a look at what a virtual assistant is and what they do. There are so many different directions that a VA can go and ways that they can scale, but ultimately everyone starts somewhere. So whether you're someone that is listening to this podcast and this is the first time you're even hearing what a virtual assistant is, or you are someone who has already taken the first steps toward starting your business as a VA, I hope that this helped you get some foundational knowledge of the industry. Also, a quick note, because this episode is coming out during our launch week of the podcast, if you loved this episode or any of the episodes you listened to today, I would love it if you would share it with your friends and tag me at your behind the scenes BFF on Instagram as a new podcast. The best way to get ourselves out there is by y'all sharing with others. And I so, so appreciate when you do. All right. I will see you back here next week. Chat soon. Chat soon.